Mama, summer's here. Yay! And family vacations are abound. You have been diligently planning what will be the best trip in the books for you and your teenage daughter. However, you are already getting some pushback about the trip from her. You are worried her attitude and lack of participation is going to ruin your trip for you and the family. Relax, Mama. In this episode, I share five tips from my own kids about making it a memorable trip for everyone. Hey, Mama. Welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Are you looking for a supportive community for moms of tween teen girls? The common thing I ask moms I work with to be the most valuable is having a community with other moms who get it, who are in the weeds too. Moms who are also in the season of raising tween and teen girls. We need each other to vent, laugh, encourage, and support one another. And if that's you, I have a free mom community I invite you to be a part of. You can join by going to geniebaldomero.com forward slash connect. Also, become an insider and get weekly emails from me with tips on creating open communication, establishing a safe space, and preparing your teen girl to make good choices. And you can sign up at geniebaldomero.com. It's summertime, mamas, and with the teens on vacation and some even moving off to college, this is the time for families to be on vacation, right? Maybe you're on one right now as you are listening to this or in the process of packing up those bags and heading out to that long-anticipated destination. All you want to do is enjoy and relax and let the itinerary roll out without a hitch. As you know, Mama, not all things will go as planned. I recall a small handful of family vacations where we had to shut down the day early because of a meltdown from one of my teens. Yes, teens have meltdowns, and I know you knew that. (laughs) Well, maybe you have experienced some of these meltdowns yourself or already anticipate it from your girl. Family vacations are huge. You are making a large investment in this. You took the time to research and plan this trip. However, we also know how traveling can cause some stress and put some tension within the family, especially with your teen girl. Today, I want to first address our expectations coming into a family vacation. Mama, I want you to relax and truly enjoy your vacation. I mean, the whole point is to enjoy each other, right? So, Mama, please hear me with an open mind and open heart. 
Vacations are a perfect opportunity to connect with your teenager in ways you wouldn't at home. You're away from all the other distractions and exploring new things together. You have her full attention, but you also need to be conscious of how you view and use this time. So the tips I give you today come from my own children. We've been on quite a few family vacations and over time have fine-tuned how we handle them. Yes, we, meaning me and my husband, had to adjust as well. These tips come from their perspective, but I choose to share them because I agree with them. You may be thinking, well, I paid for this trip. She should be grateful I'm even bringing her, right? Well, believe me, I've thought that too. (laughs) But... That thinking can be right and so wrong in other ways. Yes, you paid for it, so you have a lot, if not all, the say in this family vacation. However, this thinking can also be wrong for your relationship. It can be viewed as a mom and dad vacation where you happen to be bringing along your kids instead of being viewed as an inclusive family trip for all. Do you see the difference? So... As I share these tips, listen with an open mind, and these can help shape your perspective on your family trips. I hope so. Number one, include them in the planning, right? What I like to do when we come up with the concept of, okay, this year we're going to go to Hawaii, for instance, I actually ask all my kids, make a little wish list of the things you want to do. Brainstorm, what would you like to do when we go to Hawaii? This does a few things, right? Include them in the planning from destination to activities, things to see, or even eat. They'll appreciate making a list. And I know I appreciate them making their list because I don't have to guess if they're going to like it or not. Or giving their ideas of what they want to do and what they want to see. Because this does a few things. It allows them to feel like they belong and are a part of this trip because they're contributing their opinions and their ideas. And it kind of does something to them too. It kind of sets them up on what it's like to plan for a trip so they understand the type of energy and brain thought and time that is carefully put into this to make sure that the vacation goes off without a hitch, right? So they'll appreciate the trip even more because they understand how much effort is put into it. And it even causes them to do the research themselves. And if they do come up with something that they really are so adamant about, have them do the research and have them find the best deals and make a reservation if it fits in your itinerary. And how awesome is that? They have ownership in this trip and they are likely to participate wholeheartedly wholeheartedly, meaning they have the buy-in and they are in it, right? There, There is no attitude or sulking or having to force them to go. They're going to want to go because they were in charge of that trip. They had an input and they want to participate, right? They have buy-in and you don't really have to compromise with them. Well, if you already happen to have planned this trip, and everything's done, it's not too late to include them in the planning. You can help have them help you while you're on your trip, right? While you're on your trip, have them help you plan the following days. 
What do you feel like doing? Give them choices to choose from, right? So it's not just random. Hey, we have a choice to do a coffee plant tour or do the zip line. Which one should we do tomorrow, right? Where's that list that they gave you? We can, you can have them pick off that, right? Sometimes, you know, in the beginning, I actually, I love planning. And if you know me right now, you, it's not a surprise to know that I actually love planning. And I used to be 100% in control of the itinerary and would, and I'll share this story a little bit later because I have another point to this, but I would 100% own it. And it was, although a lot of things that my kids seemed to like to do, it was really a gamble because they, I might've thought they liked it, but they probably really didn't, if that makes sense. And to have them have the buy-in was a little bit harder, right? And disappointment would happen because of all the effort I put into planning this. And then there's some tension, right? Second point or tip that my kids give gave is clear communication of your itinerary. Clear communication of your itinerary. So what I usually do is I put my itinerary in my notes app on my phone with what I'm do what we're doing day by day, some options if we have time and some the reservations that we have and I add that as a share note to all my family members. Even my family members that happen to be traveling with us on a specific vacation. Everyone who is on that trip has a copy of the itinerary before we go because it gives them an opportunity to plan themselves. What are they supposed to bring? What are they supposed to wear? Uh, so it doesn't become this mad rush the day of or the day before trying to pack of what they're supposed to bring. They have the itinerary. They know what the type of activities that are going to they're going to be doing on this vacation and they need to plan accordingly. Now, when they were young, I used to give them a detailed list of make sure you packed this, a swimsuit, three pairs of underwear or whatever it is, right? Now I give them the itinerary because they're old enough to decide. And if they have any questions, they can simply just come and ask me, right? You're giving them responsibility to be in charge of their own packing by giving them the itinerary. That way they can be prepared themselves of what is going to happen each day. There are no surprises. One of my kids has a problem with transitions and working with spontaneity and the unexpected. So he has trouble transitioning into that. So this has really helped him understand what to expect, okay? What will happen or what could possibly ha be happen be happening. And the reason why I say possibly be happening is going to be my next point. But this alleviates a lot of frustration on his part and in my part. And the communication is very clear. It allows them to plan their own things, right? And be ready when, right? Even the day of. If we have a reservation at 10 a.m., we all know that we're getting out the door and have to be there by 10 a.m. So they are able to prepare themselves when they're supposed to wake up, when to be ready by and get going with the family. Number three tip, allow margin and be flexible. Resist overpacking your day. I am 100% guilty of overpacking my day. I remember and recall our very first family vacation. It was to Hawaii, no surprise. 
We literally packed 11 suitcases. We seriously joke about that. We have like master traveling to where each of us have a carry-on bag for our vacation. But our very first, and it was just two kids at the time and me and my husband, 11 suitcases. Yes, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, but now I just think it's funny. It's a funny vacation story. And I literally overpacked that day. I planned every two hours. We were doing things. I had booked and made some reservations, didn't allow for any space. And mind you, my kids, my boys at the time were very young. I had a nine-month-old and a soon-to-be two-year-old. And I really overpacked that day. I was an overzealous trip planner. And what had happened was we ended up canceling over half of our reservations and excursions because it was just too much. We were tired. We were exhausted. My boys were crabby. And you all know, teenagers at this stage, I don't care how sweet you are, can be. It's like they're oversized toddlers again, right? Because of all the hormonal changes that are happening. And if we overpack our day like that with no margin or flexibility, they will be tired, crabby, and will have a meltdown. So how we have done this was I've learned to compromise and limit my reservations. I mean, I even hesitate to make reservations every single day that we're on vacation. We at least plan one activity because we also understand some of the popular tours do get booked pretty fast. So I make sure those are reserved so that way we have that plan and everyone can anticipate that. But to limit your reservations to maybe one, either in the morning or in the afternoon, I always break my day up morning, after morning, afternoon, before lunch, after lunch. And we can decide on doing one planned activity in the morning and one planned activity in the afternoon. And I, I don't reserve, reserve two things. I only reserve one because then it allows us margin to go and do the other. And if we change our mind, because we happen to be driving and find something absolutely gorgeous and want to spend time there, we can do that. It allows for spontaneous adventures. And in spontaneous adventures, there happens to be the best memories. Our latest trip to Kauai was our very first time to this specific island. We had one plan and we were heading to that destination And it was on the other side of the island from where we were staying. And we drove and decided, let's go ahead. And on the way up, we saw a sign and we decided to uh, stop by, see one of these falls on the way over. We went, parked, decided to go and see the falls from the bridge where everybody else is at. And we noticed that there were people down there and we were curious, why are there people down there and how did they get there? Well, there happened to be an unmarked trail going down to the falls. And my kids absolutely wanted to go down there and do what everyone else was doing, swim in the water below, uh, make our way down there because not everybody did that, right? They stayed where all the tourists were at, which was above the falls. 
but they wanted to do something different and become and do something adventurous and go on that unmarked trail and head on down there where the few were at. And so we did. And it was amazing. I recall that memory like it just happened yesterday. And we still talk about it, even if it was our most recent adventure. It was a fond memory I know that will be put in the books for our vacation. And we had some on the way down, some great opportunities for us to just spend time together, uh, encourage one another because there were some shady trail areas of how to put our footing and you know, it was pretty muddy, so you can easily slip. And we encouraged one another and trusted one another along that trail. It was awesome. Be okay with things that don't go as planned. Mama, this is specifically to you. <laughs> Be okay when things don't go as planned, right? If you have that reservation, it's just a reservation. It's only a plan, right? It's not the end of the world. Think about what can you let go of? And remember what's really important about this trip. Is it really that dinner reservation at the restaurant that you saw a five-star Yelp review on? Or is it really about the time you spend with your family? And if you happen to be in the middle of enjoying a spontaneous adventure and there was a food truck right next to it, does that equally work for you, right? It, is it all things you do and see, or is it the time that you spend together? That will shift things in perspective when things don't go as planned, right? Give them some freedom. That's tip number four. My kids say, said, give them some freedom. Teen time means mom and dad time too. So if the teens are off doing something on their own, that means mom and dad get some time by themselves too. What can your teens do on their own? If you're staying at a resort, can they go spend the, t the whole day at the pool? Do they have access to food and ordering food, right? Or is there a small town that they can walk into from your hotel and hang out? right? Can they go shopping? Can they go hang out at the local market there? Is there a farmer's market that they can walk through? It's okay to have appropriate space from each other. This can prevent some unnecessary conflict and tension that can usually happen when we spend a little too much time with each other and not enough space from each other, right? And again, the next point is date time for mom and dad. That is key. You guys get to enjoy a family vacation alone, too, when the teens are out having their own space. And tip number five, be patient. Trips can cause us to be on the go and moving fast. So remember, teenagers don't move as fast as they used to when they were little kids. They actually move a lot slower, right? <laughs> Give them a heads up, right? So if you know that your teenager moves a lot slower, requires a lot more time to get ready, hence teenage girl, give them a heads up. Maybe in the night before, hey, we're planning to leave at 8 o'clock in the morning. I need you to be ready by then. And that tip about giving them the itinerary is useful for things like this, right? And be okay. This is a good one too, by the way. Be okay with leaving them, right? This is a specific tip from me, not necessarily from my kids, from me. That means 
managing disappointment when it arises. Be okay with leaving them. If you're a teenager saying, I really, I, I don't, I don't want to go and literally is going to make you all late instead of confronting that teenager and saying you need to get up, you know, we're all upset and just be frantic to your tour. Nobody ever, I mean, it's not going to be a good time, quite honestly, if we were to be real. Be okay with leaving them. You know, we've had to do that a few times with my oldest. We had to leave him as we went off to go do our excursion because he didn't get up on time, didn't feel like going, and we were like, okay, we're leaving, and we did. We didn't make a big deal about it. Most times we didn't address it, just said we missed you and thought it was great, and, you know, we just really wish that you were there, and that was it. You move on from there. But the good thing is because, you know, our teenager really anticipates the moment. So you leave them, right? And they're in the hotel room, bored as crazy, maybe went out to go get something to eat, but came back, has nothing to do. You guys come back from your excursion and they're probably anticipating that they're going to get reamed by their parents because they didn't go. But imagine if you didn't address it. And you didn't make a big deal out of it. One, it relieves the tension that he's anticipating between you two. And it can reset the whole day. I mean, we get a choice, right? Mom, we can be right and ream them for not being there. And then it just ruins the rest of the day. Or we could choose to not address it and already understand that she likely feels bad for missing it not making a big deal out of it, right? It diffuses a potential argument, which could ruin more than just a misactivity, but the rest of the day or even the rest of the vacation. It's a battle you just don't want to pick, right? She missed out, right? You could think about it this way. She missed out, not me. I got to go. She didn't. And let go of having to feel that we need to do everything together. It was just one thing out of the entire trip. And if, if your daughter is like my oldest son, I guarantee you he's not going to miss the next excursion, the ne next thing that you are going to do together. Because it kind of sucks to be left out and it kind of sucks to do nothing. And if he was okay or she was okay with it, at least she got her space that she needed, right? She may have learned a little something without you directly addressing it. She got a taste of natural consequences based on her decisions, right? And you did not have to lean into that. She faced her consequences based on her decision, not on what you're telling her, right? So those are the five tips my kids have shared based on our experiences of our own family vacations. One, include them in the planning. Two, clear communication of your itinerary. Three, allow margin and be flexible. Four, give them some freedom. Five, be patient. And a quick note um, on phones, because I know that phones can be a nuisance and highly bothersome, especially when on vacation. And I believe there's nothing more annoying than seeing your kids on their phone while there's beauty surrounding them and they're missing things. Here's a note. 
And this is something my daughter said out of her mouth. We won't be on it when we're into what we're doing. We won't be on it when we're into what we're doing. And if we apply some of these tips that I just shared, I guarantee you they're probably not going to be on it. And I found that to be true on our own family vacations. This is a battle that you do not need to address because you will only frustrate yourself and focus on just the phones and not on anything else around you, mama, right? During their downtime, what's the realistic expectation, right? Realistic expectation during their downtime, you're likely going to see them on their phone and that should be okay. But take it from my daughter about phones on vacation. She said, we won't be on it when we're into what we are doing. So let go of your expectations. Family vacations are the go with the flow. It's a vacation. If you come in knowing not all things may happen on your itinerary, but you made the most of the time you have together, that's a win. That's a win, mama. Remember, the years are counting down. You have a single digit years. You have single digit years to spend this time with your team. What thinking or expectations or agenda can you let go of that will bring your girl closer to you in a space away from all the distractions where adventure awaits the both of you? Mama, I'd love to hear about your family vacations. Come and join us at geniebaldomero.com forward slash connect where there's a free mom group for you. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.